Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I need you to get excited about inviting people to church. I'm going to say it again. I need you to get excited about inviting people to church. I'm going to say it one more again. I need you, say your name, to get excited about seeing people saved. I need you, I need you to not be so self-centered that you think this is all about you. Baby, you didn't go through all that hell for nothing just so that you could say, look at what I've been through. You went through that so that your testimony, your story is going to get somebody else through. Amen. Somebody say, I'm a living, walking, talking, breathing miracle. I get to be great. Bible's up. Let's go to work. Let's make our confession of faith together. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. One quick scripture we're going to look at. Go to Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3. You should know this one real good. You should know this one because we've been here for the last three weeks. All right. Genesis, say the beginning of things. And Watch what he says. Verse 1 of Genesis chapter 12, verse number 1. Verse number one. Now the Lord said to Abram, his name later would be changed to what? Abraham. Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to a land I will show you. Say, I got to get used to being different. Say, I got to get used to breaking curses. Verse two, and I will make of you a what? Great nation. That means everything attached to you would be great. <laughs> Say, everything attached to me is great. So watch this. Everything that detached from you, that tells you what it was. It couldn't handle great. And you need to stop being mad about it. Stop being upset about it. Stop running and chasing them. And just say, evidently, you couldn't handle the heat of greatness, so you had to get the heck up out the kitchen. And I will bless you and make your name great. He says, I'm going to bless you. Say, empowerment. You are not a victim. You are not weak. 
You're not dumb. You're not stupid. You're not a mistake. You're not a failure. You are empowered. Somebody say, I'm empowered. Everything you need, you got already on the inside of you. The Bible says he's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. He says, and you will be a blessing. Say, I'm not trying to get blessed. I am a blessing. Everywhere I go, I'm a blessing. This is Bible. And I will bless those who what? Bless you. And any fool who would be stupid and crazy enough to dishonor you, I will curse. That means I'll cause them, watch this, to be empowered to fail. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Somebody say, this is bigger than me. And you're going to do what folks in your bloodline only dreamed about. You're going to do what folks in your bloodline only hoped they could do. Somebody say, I believe that. Make this declaration of faith. Say, according to God's word, I get to be great. Father, speak to us now. Do what you do when you do, how you do when you do when you do when you do it because you do it so well. Speak to us now as we move further in this word tonight. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. You can grab a seat tonight. You know, guys, we're in this series called GOAT, which is a pop culture acronym for the greatest of all time. And great, we've learned by now, it means unusual, first rate, very good, more than, mighty, and far beyond average. That's what your life is supposed to be. Watch this. In fact, it's not just what your life is supposed to be. It is what you are supposed to be. When people understand who they are, watch me, it automatically changes what they do. I have never been called out to a farm to lay hands on a chicken to cast the spirit of a cow out of a chicken because the chicken knows that chickens cluck. The cow knows that cows move. When you know that you're great, you'll stop accepting anything in your life that's not great. I came to speak life into your life tonight because I'm here to tell you the gospel is the good news. And the good news is that all the bad news about you is absolutely, totally wrong. You may have done everything that they said that you did, but you are not who they say that you are because if any man be in Christ he is a new creation all things are passed away and all things are made new and watch me Wednesday night when he makes them new he makes them great y'all ain't telling nothing to me when God makes us new it's just not a repeat of the old us it's not a repeat of the mess we used to do when he makes us new he makes us great slap your neighbor high five say you don't have a clue who you sit next to Baby, I'm unusual on purpose. I'm first rate on purpose. Everything I do when people look at it, they say that's very good on purpose. Everything about my life is more than where I started, more than the hand I was dealt, more than the mess people threw at me, more than the dirt people tried to pour on me. I'm mighty. You know how I know I'm mighty? Because if you put me in a fight, you're going to watch some might rise up. Some of y'all are angry at the thing that's proven to you who you are. You needed that Goliath to come stand, or stand against you so you'd realize just how much might is in your fight. Then it means far beyond average. Nothing about your life, nothing about you is supposed to be average. Here's what you got to learn to do. Stop letting people tell you your standards and your expectations are too high. Maybe they're too high for you because you don't want to walk in great. But I read the book and the book said he made me a promise and that promise is G, come here. R, come here. E, come here. A, come up. 
I said, come, I meant come here. Say great. Now, I need you to get this because, because we've learned, watch this, that this promise was made in the Bible to Abram, later named Abraham. The significance of the H being added to his name was that he says, Abram, you're no longer Abram. That's the old you. You're now Abraham. That is Abram in covenant with Yahweh. Would you say that? Yahweh. Y-H-W-H for short in your Bible. Every time you see the words L-O-R-D in all caps, that's God's covenant name, his actual name. You know where I'm going. God is not God's name. God is a 6th century Germanic term which comes from the word Gudon, which means source. So God is not the name of God. God's name is Yahweh, Yahweh in Hebrew for short, Jehovah in English. He says, I am now not, watch this, you're no longer the man you used to be. Well, well why? Because I picked you. Well, why'd you pick me? Because I want you. Well, why do you want me? Because I love you. Well, why do you love me? Because I do. You missed it. Why did you pick me? Because I want you. Well, why did you pick me? Because I love you. Well, why do you love me? Because I do. Some of y'all, you can't get your mind around great because you keep trying to qualify for it. You keep thinking that, watch this, I don't deserve great because I've done a whole bunch of crazy stuff. I made a bunch of mistakes. I screwed up. I messed up. And I'm going to tell you, it ain't got nothing to do with you qualifying for it. God picked you because he wanted you. And he wants you because he loves you. And he loves you simply because he does. Would you touch somebody and say, he loves me, he loves me, he loves me. Where the people that on a Wednesday night can shout about the fact that he loves you? I ain't talking about no car, no cash, or no clothes, baby. I'm just glad that he loves me. So he picked him. And in him picking him, check this out. Check this out. Galatians 3.29 says that that same promise, he changes the man's name and says, you're now in covenant with me. He literally, watch me, inserts his name into his name. Catch it. God literally inserts his name into Abraham's name. Check this. God literally sees exactly where you're at. Exactly what they have called you. Exactly what you've labeled yourself. And he puts his name smack dab in the middle of your name and says watch this before me wasn't too much possible but now that I'm right in the middle of your name which means watch this I'm not just changing what you do I'm changing who you are and because I'm changing who you are that means I'm in the middle of your life now which means this ain't you by yourself touch your neighbor and say God is walking with me Because see, sometimes you'll try to figure it out because you think you in there by yourself. God says, what you don't understand is I've already changed your name. I put my name in the middle of your name. So every time they talk to you, what they don't understand is they're talking to me. Watch this, watch this. He, 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 he makes this same promise. Galatians 3.29 says that if you are Christ, that means if you're a Christian, if you're not, in a few minutes I'm going to give you an invitation to become one. He says, then you are, read it, Abraham's offspring. Read that next part real loud. Heirs according to promise. What promise? The one we just read. What does an heir mean? It means it now belongs to you. Which means what he told Abraham, it's just as if he told me. So let's go back to do the work. Genesis 12, 1 through 3. But now let's read it in the context of it being you. Say, this is me. Now I need you to catch this. I'm spending time here 
and we're going to move forward, but I'm spending time here because I need you, watch this, to not reject what he's already promised. I need you to not qualify this based on 2018's failures. I need you to not put this in the box based on what you think can happen because of what you've seen him do before. God says, baby, I'm about to do something I hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered the heart of man. I have the heart of the king in my hand, and I'll switch it whichever way I want to. When we fight, we will win. So, all right, I need you not to reject this. Lay your hands yourself. Say, don't reject this. Genesis 12, verse 1. Put it up. Now, the Lord said to, say your name. Go from your country and your kindreds and your father's house to the land I will show you. Some of you, watch this, you had very difficult scenarios, uh, watch this, particularly growing up. Issues with your mama, issues with your daddy. For some of you, you were more of a mother to your mother than she was to you. For some of you, you were more of a father to your father than he was to you. For some of you, you've still not met him. To some of you, you met him and you're glad he wasn't around to raise you. Here's what I need you to know. What you need to know is whenever God is going to do something incredible through somebody, their childhood is always tumultuous. Their childhood is tumultuous because the enemy knows that, watch this, God's hand and God's favor is turned toward you. He picked you because he wanted you. He wanted you because he loved you. He loves you because he does. So what the enemy needs to do is to get you messed up as a child. So I want to preach tonight so that you spend your entire adult life undoing what was done to you. So now you don't ever move into greatness because you're just trying to get rid of the gutter that you went through as a child. But the devil is a liar and his mama is too. I need you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great. Try the other neighbor say, you're great, you're great, you're great. He couldn't kill you as a five-year-old. He couldn't stop you as a seven-year-old. That molestation didn't stop you. That rape didn't stop you. That abuse didn't stop you. Somebody holler, I'm still here. So if he can mess you up as a kid, you spend your whole adult life working out what was worked into you as a child. So now you spend your life struggling with abandonment and rejection because who should have protected you dropped you because she would have been there for you, left you. So now the enemy's desire, watch this, is to get you not to be able to trust anybody nor anything because you're working out what happened to you as a child. So what's the first thing he tells Abraham? I feel like preaching tonight. Get this coat. So what's the first thing he tells Abraham? He tells Abraham, I'm going to need you to separate, watch this, from the bad of what brought you up. You need to take the good and you need to use that. But you need to take the bad and you need to throw that out. I'd give somebody permission tonight to let go of your childhood. To let go of what happened to you as a teenager. You, you've been holding on to it. You've been dwelling on it. You've been living with it. But tonight, I dare somebody to holler, I let it go. I... So, he says, I need you to let that go, Abraham. He says, I need you to let go of the bad. That brought you up and I need you, I need you, watch this, to take the good. I need you to look at the good that you learned. Because watch this, for some of you who were rejected, what you learned was that you could still get it done. <laughs> to some of you that were abandoned, you learned I can love me even if they don't. 
Y'all not talking to me. What, what you learned is that, watch this, while I saw something, watch this, that it is what it is. And I ain't even mad. I'm not holding unforgiveness. I'm not holding bitterness. I'm not, I'm not holding on to that anymore because I have the audacity to separate from the gutter that brought me up. Here's the truth. Everybody, everybody's upbringing wasn't like that. But the truth is, is if we're all honest, there was all, watch this, a little mix in with the good and a little bad. And the first thing he tells Abram is for you to be great, boy, you're going to have to let go of the generational dysfunction you saw modeled for you. Some of you, because the enemy can't kill you, he distracts you and he distracts you with blood. You missed it. He distracts you with kinfolk. They'll pop up out of nowhere back in your life. And you're talking about what a reunion. And the devil says, all I was trying to do was reintroduce a curse to you because I knew you were about to step off into great. And so I had to distract you with some mess. But I dare you to just look at your row and say, but everybody on this row is great. <laughs> then he tells him, verse 2, verse 2 says, and I will make of, say your name. A great nation. Everything attached to you. So everything that detaches is revealing to you it's not great. You need to not complain when people can't thrive at your level. Better you found out now than when you depended on them up there. The air is thinner the higher you go up the mountain. And everybody can't handle thin air. I want to preach tonight. Some of y'all, there's a certain line in the mountainous regions that's called the snake line. It's a certain line where even snakes can't travel past. And some of you need to know where you're at in life is that you have transcended the snake line. And so the reason a lot of those friends, watch this, fell off is because you called them a friend, but baby, they were really, they were a snake and you didn't even know it. He says, I will make of you a great nation. Everything attached to you is going to be great. And I'll bless you, empower you. He says, you will not be able to say, I can't. Because I'm going to empower you. So you'll be like the apostle Paul who said, I can do. Who can do those things? I can. You have sold yourself short for way too long. And tonight, watch this. We're going to get your price tag fixed. Tonight, we're going to get you to see yourself properly. Not arrogantly. Not talking about I'm out. No, 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 no. Not arrogantly. But for God's glory, watch this. I've been empowered. Not for my glory, but for his glory. I've been blessed to be a blessing. I've been empowered. Watch me so I can empower somebody else. You are a river, not a reservoir. He says, he says you're going to be a blessing. And I'm going to make your name great. I'm going to make your name unusual, first rate, very good, more than, mighty, far beyond average. Check this out. Verse 3, I will bless those who bless, say your name, and him who dishonors you, say your name, I will empower to fail. And I'll make it look like they're winning for a little bit. Just to make sure, watch this, you know I did it. Because <laughs> some people, if I handled them, it would simply be another Tuesday for them. Because they've never achieved or accomplished anything in the first place. Their claim to greatness was riding your coattail. You ain't talking. 
He says, but what I'll sometimes do is let your enemies seemingly prosper for a little while. And then once they prosper for a little while, I'm going to come back and say, you remember what you did to my great one? Remember what you did to my son? Remember what you did to my daughter? It's collection time. Don't ever try to get even with people. It's an insult to your level to step down levels to go deal with levels beneath. Kings don't leave their throne to deal with court jesters. Revelation 1, 6, and he's made us. I want to preach tonight. Kings and priests. Revelation 5, 10, and he's made us kings and priests and we shall reign on the earth, which means I should take the mentality of a king. Not arrogant. See, don't take this message the wrong way because some of y'all be taking stuff the wrong way and you be putting stuff in your head that I didn't say. Because you start getting the attitude with leaders. That's not Bible. <laughs> Watch me. Watch. Check it out. He, he, a king says, if I want to change something, I'm going to sit on my throne and I'll change it with my mouth. If I want to build something, I'll sit on my throne and I'll build it with my mouth. Why does God say that he's king of kings? Who are the other kings? We are. Why is he king of kings? It's because God says, I'm not coming down there. Oh, they said, what about me? Oh, they said, I'm not real. Oh, they said, they don't believe in me. Oh, they said, they don't trust me. Oh, they said, that church stuff is fake. I'm not coming down there. I'll handle it with my mouth. Some of y'all have been trying to prove stuff to people that have been levels beneath what you should have even been talking to in the first place. You got up off your throne to go play with children. I'm going to need you to sit back on the throne. Where you get that from, Bishop? And he seated us in heavenly places with him. Watch, 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 watch this, watch this. Uh, and I, whoever dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, say your name. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. And here's what we looked at, guys, this last week. 1 Samuel 2.30. Abram didn't follow God's instruction fully. What did he do? He settled. He settled where? In this place called Haran. What's Haran mean? A dry place. Why did he settle in that dry place? Because he dishonored what God said to honor his feelings, his attitude, his fears, his doubts, his wife, his nephew. He was honoring everybody else in front of God. And I ask you this question, who or what do you honor first? Y'all here. 1 Samuel 2.30. Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed, let your house and the house of your father will walk before me forever. But now says the Lord, far be it from me. For those who honor me, I will what? It's right there. I will what? Honor. And those who watch this despise me or dishonor me will be lightly esteemed. God says, I, watch this, your life honor will reflect the honor you give me. Watch me Wednesday. Your life is a report card of your honor or your dishonor. See, here's the thing about being dishonored is you're still in the building so you think that things are fine. You missed it. You're still in the building so you'll think that things are fine. You missed it. You're still in the room of greatness so you think that things are fine. But when you're dishonored, you've been removed from the table and don't even know it. Let's, let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. The word honor is this Hebrew word kabod. We've learned it means make heavy, to bring to. God says, I'm going to bring you to something. I'll make you heavy. I will give you influence. It means to be treated as a noble, to prevail, which means you'll win when you fight. I like that song. We're singing it again for offering or for at the end. Got it? Promote you. I'll help you go forward while you're sore, and I'll make you great. I'm going to give it to you again because I went fast. I'm going to make you heavy. God says, those who honor me, I'll what? So that means the definition. Those who make me heavy, I'll make heavy. 
Somebody say heavy D. Heavy. <laughs> Some of y'all don't even remember who that is. You're like, who is that? Right. I can't do it. All right, watch, watch, watch. God says, when you make what I say heavy, then I'm going to make what you say heavy. When you take what I make seriously, I'm going to make people take what you say seriously. If you treat what I taught you on Wednesday night lightly, then I'm going to take your prayer that same way. That's deep, right? God says, listen, this thing here is quid pro quo. I'm going to honor you the same way you honor me. Watch this. Then it means bring to. God says, if you bring me to a place of prominence in your life, I will bring you to places of prominence in your life. I'll bring you in rooms you don't even know how you got in. I'll bring you in conversations you don't even know how you got there. I'll bring you to people that you're trying to figure out how in the world am I standing up talking to this person. I, I'll bring you to something. It, it means I'll treat you as a noble. God says when you treat me like a king, I'll make them treat you like a king. He said, if you're upset about the way people are treating you, ask yourself the question, how are you treating God? Y'all not talking. He says, if you are upset with the way your husband treats you, how are you treating God? If you're upset with the way your children treat you, question, how are you treating God? Then it means prevail. I'll make you win. Now, check this out. Some people win because they quit. To prevail means I beat your head in. Now, I don't mean literally. Um, watch this though. Joshua was fighting this battle, and Joshua was an honorable man. When the children of Israel were acting crazy after he took over, Joshua, Moses would be like, oh, people, stop all of this, and let's just come together. And Joshua's like, I ain't doing all that. Y'all do whatever you want. Some of y'all need to let grown folk be grown folk and stop wasting your time trying to change grown folk. Grown folk going to do what they want to do. Stop using your energy trying to convince somebody that don't want to be convinced. Instead, use your energy to move forward. I just set somebody free because you're mad tonight because somebody won't listen to you. Sometimes God won't let them listen because he needs them to hurt so that they'll learn. Watch me. He says, he says, he says, he says, Joshua's like, y'all can do whatever you want. As for me, in my house, we shall serve the Lord. He said, y'all can do whatever y'all want. Okay, check this out. So one day, Joshua's beating his enemies, and he's beating them. He's knocking them out. And the sun starts going down. And Joshua's like, ah, the sun's going down, and I haven't won yet. The average man would say, I guess the fight is over. But you're the type that says, it ain't over because I haven't won yet. Oh, God, I need the gladiator in you to be stirred up tonight because you've been taking too many L's and not been mad about it. You've been taking too many L's and not being upset about it. I need you to know it's your winning season, baby. Would you slap your neighbor high five say, I'm in my winning season? Huh? Slap the other neighbor high five say, I'm in my winning season. And he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, don't let the sun go down until I've had vengeance on my enemies. And the Bible says, God, listen to him. And the sun stayed there until Joshua beat the head of his enemies. God is about to cause you to prevail. If you believe that, say, I believe it. I believe Then it means to promote you. That means lift you up. Now, these are things I, I don't want you, I don't want you to get carnal in how you view it. Because listen to this, you'd be like, man, that's all, that's all good stuff. Let me ask you a question. 
Would you want to serve a Jesus who can't do nothing? Huh? No, just think about it. The Bible says men need to see your light shine. They don't just need you to be nice. They need you to win. Christians, some Christians, since y'all ain't saying that, I'm going to preach hard now. Some Christians are so satisfied with just, I just want to be kind and nice. That's great. But when you going to win? You want to know what the world responds to? They don't just respond to you smiling and being nice, although that's good. They respond when you got some W's. They respond when you got some wins. And when you got some wins, they'll turn their head and say, well, what you doing? And you'll be able to see, baby, it ain't me. It's the God in me. My life ain't for my glory. It's for the glory of the Jesus that I believe in. People need to see your light shine, and they see it best when you're winning. That doesn't mean that greatness doesn't have some gutters. That doesn't mean you're not going to have some trials and tribulations. That's not going to mean they're gonna have, you're going to have some days where you're like, I can't take this no more. What greatness means is that when you factor in the good, the bad, and the ugly, it's still great. I need somebody to get excited to watch this. Even when you factor in your ups and your downs, your peaks and your valleys, your highs and your lows, you're going to be able to say it's still great. Watch. Watch me. Let's, let's go Bible here. So. So we learn, watch this, that that word means promote, then it means to go forward while sore, which means you, when you, you'll give you the ability to fight even when you're bleeding. Some of us can only fight when we're strong. The real test of maturity and a real show of honor is when you had, somebody said to me, babe, Bishop, you just keep going. I said, I don't have a choice. <laughs> I have to. I, I said, I have to. I I cannot stand in front of him. I refuse to stand in front of him and say, well, somebody hurt me. And so I stopped. I need somebody tonight where you let somebody hurt and you stopped you. I need to pump you back up to life tonight. Pump, pump, pump it up. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm coming back tonight. I'm coming I know they hurt you, get over it. I know you're mad, get over it. I know they lied, get over it. I know they betrayed, get over it. Why? There is life after this. You got permission to keep living. Would you just take a deep breath? Everybody. That means God's not done with you yet. Would you take another one? That means God's not finished with you yet. Would you take one more? That means God's best move is about to be shown in your life. Somebody say, he's not done with me yet. So honor, honor is adaptation and adjustment to whom you're honoring. To honor God means I adapt to him and I adjust him. Let me have that water bottle, please. Thank you. Y'all give me five minutes? All right, all right. This water didn't argue with this bottle. This water adapted and adjusted when it was poured into this bottle. This bottle, watch this, honored how it was being shaped because it trusted who, sh who formed the shape. The issue many Christians have is that when he starts shaping you in a way you don't like, and when he starts doing things you don't like, and you don't like the way somebody said something to you, and you don't like the way somebody wrote an email to you, you ain't talking to me, and you don't like the way somebody Facebooked you, and you don't like the way somebody Instagrammed you, then you all of a sudden get an attitude with God, and God says, that's not how honor works. Honor says you adapt and you adjust. You fit into the shape I'm molding you into because you can trust that my credit is good. That's honor. Honor is not do it this way. Well, I 
I think it's better this way. I didn't ask you that. Now, see, we don't like this. See, you see how quiet the church got? Y'all shouting a minute ago. Y'all making me work my voice hard. Give me a little, just a smidge more monitor so I don't feed back. Watch. We don't like that because that it means we got to submit. And I'm grown. You ever tell me where to sit? I ain't sitting. I'm grown. I ain't touching my neighbor. I'm grown. And God says, you're grown and still in the gutter. Because I can't let you out of that gutter into great until you learn how to be a person of honor. Woo! Somebody say, he in it now. Honor is not respectfully doing what you want to do Wednesday. Like, I was nice when I said no. But you can't tell that to the person that pays you. It's quiet. You can't tell God, no, I tried. I literally, I legit tried. Said, I am not pastoring. No. I'm bishop of what? (laughs) I don't want to do that. I said, Lord, because I know how your people are. And I'm going to have to keep repeating myself, God. And you know, I don't like all that. You know his response? And? What, am I supposed to care that I made you? You didn't make me. See, honor has this fundamental understanding that he who has the gold makes the rules. God says, all the gold is mine. All the silver is mine. The cattle on a thousand hills. So I make the rules. I didn't make you for what you want. That's why some of y'all keep getting in abusive relationships. You're abnormally used. Why are you abnormally used? Because you're trying to be used the way you want to be used and not used the way he shaped you and made you to be used. Watch this. Watch this. So we learned that honor says God's word first all day, every day. Honor's a lifestyle. And we said this on Sunday. To be great, how can we practice what God hates? How many of us learned some good stuff on Sunday about those things from Proverbs 6.16? It says, uh, let's just look at it real quick. Proverbs 6.16, two minutes. Because I'm preaching minutes, so that's not a little minute. So don't say Bishop lied. Preaching minutes means when I'm done. All right, Proverbs 6.16. There's six things the Lord hates. That word hate there is this word sane, S-E-N-E. It just simply means God is an enemy to these things because these things hurt us. Seven are an abomination or dishonorable them. Haughty eyes, prideful in how you view things. You think more highly of yourself than you ought to. You think you're exempt. How many of us let's have an honest moment have ever done that? You've had some haughty eyes. We've all done it. We've all, we've all thought, I'm exempt. When they said, everyone give God praise, I am exempt from praising today. I praised yesterday. I, I stored up praise. I did two shouts yesterday. <laughs> a lying tongue. How many of us have lied? If, you, if you're not raising your hand, liar. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, have fun. But most people have lied. And here's the, even if you didn't know you were lying. Which means I didn't know I was lying. Because it's second nature to you. Woo! You normally embellish stuff. They did me dirty, Bishop. You left out the part that you cheated. So then she packed up and left. Y'all not talking to me. You're so used to lying, it came out naturally. All right? Hands that shed innocent blood, destroying other people without cause. 
How many of us have done that? What does that mean, destroyed other people? You talked about, you gossiped about, you spoke about other people, and you did not have factual information. Come on, I need the honest people. All right, all right, we've all done that. Check this out. The next one, a heart that devises wicked plans, where you're trying to get over on people. How many people you've ever, you, well, I'm what I'm going to do. Okay, since y'all ain't talking, I'm going to go there. Because some of y'all been claiming kids that ain't never, ever. They still trying to figure, now where are these kids at? Where they at? Where they at? Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Don't worry about it. Check this out. Feet that make haste to run to evil. This is when you run to what's against you. Evil means things that are against you. And again, Sunday's message we dealt with. How many of us have ever ran to what we knew wasn't for us? We've all done it, right? How many times did you feel lonely and you called somebody that you knew could never have a future with you? You were just trying to have a present with them. Y'all, y'all. How many times did you call family members and relatives and friends that you know don't love Jesus, and when you're going through something, you call them to call yourself venting, and then all you're doing is giving them venom to spit back at you? Come on here. <laughs> all right, verse 19. A false witness who breathes out lies. This is when you lie on other people to tear them down. Okay, this is different than, than um, um, destroying people without cause or shedding innocent blood. This is, you knew that wasn't true. What you did is you said it in order to tear somebody down. I saw him. Okay, let me use another word. Let me use another word. How many of us have embellished? Okay, let me give you another word. Sensationalized. Well, you saw somebody in the mall, and all of a sudden, you had a whole thing going on. You got a whole story. You had a scratch on your car, and now you blaming folk that ain't been in your life for five years. Because that's how they scratched up. That's how they scratched, though. This is they scratch. I'm calling the folks. This sometimes happens, this sometimes happens in church. Well, you will, you will say something that, that was not said. Bishop always says. I say that. All right, all right, all right. And this last one. And one who sows dishonor amongst the brethren. Now, this one, this one's the one, because this one, this one is 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 easy. And I think I'm gonna have to hang my head here and I'm gonna get these other things real fast. Man, I ran out of time. This one is interesting because <laughs> you got time. <laughs> Watch. This one is the one. You know why? Because we all like it when people are on our side. And you know the age we live in now? We like fans and followers. So because we like fans and followers, I need you over here with me and not over there with them. And so if I got to start issues to get you over here with me, then let it be. So you'll start stuff. You'll start issues. Discord. It means you really don't want a solution. You want people to side with you. Woo, God, I want to preach now. Some of y'all got families like this. Where y'all have never had a quote-unquote family meeting. What y'all had was an interrogation followed by uh, uh, enhanced interrogation techniques and torture. You needed them on your side. Don't mama always say that, don't she? Oh, no. 
You calling your spouse's mama them, bringing them in your, in your disagreements. Out of order. Y'all don't like that. So I'm going to pout there for about two more seconds. Discord is dangerous. Because God says, Psalm 133 says, wherever there's unity, there's a commanded blessing. What's the opposite of unity? Discord. So what's missing when there's discord? The blessing. What does that mean? You're in an environment that's not empowered to do well because of discord. And here's what we're going to do. Every ounce of discord in your life, tonight we're going to tell it it's got to go. I'm going to say one more again. We're going to tell it tonight it's got to go. Lay your hands on yourself. Say discord in myself has to go. I declare I'm in alignment with God, spirit, soul, and body. Discord in my family. Discord in my business. Discord in my church. I will not have it. I call unity right now in Jesus' name. Give him glory for it right there, Wednesday. Come on, come on. Give him glory for it right now, Wednesday. Married people, you need to say unity in my marriage right now, right now. Watch. Here's what's crazy about this particular part. It says discord amongst the brethren. He says, God says, I hate that. I hate the fact that you want people on your side more than you want a solution. You want to look good to people. You don't want to be right. And I'm going to need for us to not be so focused on looking good. I'm going to need for us to be focused on being right. I'm getting ready to close right through here. Would you just lay your hands on yourself? Say, stop focusing on looking good to people and focus on being right. Say, because when there's unity, there's the commanded blessing. And I came to prophesy into somebody's life tonight that there's a commanded blessing that God says, I'm going to release into your life because wherever there is unity, I'm going to command the blessing. What's that mean? Nothing can block it and nothing can stop it and nothing can knock it down. That means God's going to throw his weight around and he's going to throw it around in your favor. Somebody say, there's unity in my life. Say it again, there's unity in my life. Say this, I am shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well, all is well, all is well. Now shout about it, church. Glory to God. Watch. If you do those things, here's what God says. That dishonor is going to make you dry. See, dry on my Magna Doodle. Y'all remember Magna Doodle? <laughs> Hold on. There you go. Come here. Come here. All right. Hold it. All right. Come here. Come here. Come here. Here's my next Magna Doodle. Destruction. Ooh. All right. Come here, son. Here's my next magnet doodle. What's that there? Delay. So show them delay. Show them delay. These things come when you're dishonorable. Go on, get your van of white on. Go on, do it. Go on, get your van. 
and then and then and then here here's the here's the last one. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come on. Come on, you got your good war clothes on. Come on. Come on, right here. Right up here. All right. I'll give you the key. Because because watch this. Watch this. God says, Y'all like that key? That key good, ain't it right? Like, that's the key to my future. I receive that key. Shandabaha. Keys open doors. And there is a great effective door about to open for somebody tonight. If that's you, say it's me. You're denied. See, if the key don't fit, not you, but I'm making a point. She said, she's like, Bishop, I don't want to receive denial. What's this? Be the prop girl. Now watch this. Denial means, watch me, Wednesday. Denial means there's a door. Watch this. That you're at. That watch this. You're ready to walk in. You ever had your stuff ready? You was going in the house and you pull that key out and you was like, here it go. No, it ain't. <laughs> For many of you, what your life has been is that you keep walking up to the door and you're like, come on, Lord, do it. Come on, Lord, I prayed. Come on, Lord, I sold. Come on, Lord, I gave. And God says, I have to deny you access. Your key doesn't fit in that door because your key has too much of an ego. Let me come over here because maybe y'all will shout better than they shouted over there. They're not shouters over there. God says, your ego, your arrogance, your pride that keeps you from being a person of honor because you don't want to look bad because you don't want to look shame. Because you don't want people talking about you. Because watch this. Ain't nobody going to talk to you because you a grown woman. Ain't nobody going to say that to me. I'm a grown man. And God says, because you wouldn't humble yourself. Come on, Wednesday. Because you would not humble yourself. What does that mean? It doesn't mean that I think low of myself. It just means that I don't exalt myself to where I think there's anything above me. Come here. Which means whatever I got to do, I'll do it. If I got to get to the toilets, I'll do it. Y'all not talking to me. If I got to get down and dirty and get my hands dirty, I'll do it. Some of y'all, the reason you ain't got breakthrough is because you've become so arrogant that you won't do anything that gets your hands dirty. And I'm going to tell you, sometimes you're going to have to be like that woman with the issue of blood. She had to get down in her good white jeans. And y'all not talking. And she had to do whatever it took. I need you to shake your neighbor's arm like you're going to shake it off. Say, so you're going to have to do whatever it takes. You're going to have to do whatever it takes. Baby, stop being arrogant and stop being prideful and stop thinking you're too good for it because your key, your key won't fit in that door because it required a different key. Give me another key. I know you got some keys. All that stuff in your pocket, you got some keys. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Good harvest key. By the way, they're on sale in the harvest store. Special discount. Good leather. Watch. You're like, but don't this key look nice? Look at this. This is nice. This is good Hobby Lobby. Come here. <laughs> and you're like, the door's big. Watch this. But the key to it pretty small. Did you catch that? See, you're like, God, look at all of what I did. Did you see how I prayed on Wednesday when Bishop was talking about people getting saved and all that? Did you see how I shouted? Look at how big my key is. And God says, yeah, the door's big, 
But the key, the key is small. It's been the same key since the beginning. Honor. What happened with Adam? He dishonored what God said to honor what Eve said. And if you listen to the message of the spirit of Lilith, you'll find out why he listened to her. He had been so beat down by his first wife. Oh, you didn't even know Eve was Adam's second wife. Keep coming. You learned something. Watch this. Go get the message of the spirit of Lilith. He dishonored what God said to honor what she said. Every person that in the scripture never became what God wanted them to be. It was because they thought, look at me. Look at Samson. I'm a man. I can fight. And when I fight, I win. And he said, but you're dishonorable. You want a one-night stand more than you want to stand longer than one night. You let that girl lullaby you. And you knew she wasn't no good for you. You knew she wasn't about nothing. How do you know? Me and the crew. Watch this. The key. The key Wednesday. <laughs> Cameraman can't laugh. You got to stay focused, boy. Cameraman shaking his head. He can't laugh. <laughs> How many of us can be honest that there are some areas that of, of dishonor we need to purge? That, that should be all of us, right? So listen, we ain't going to drag this out all night. Um, we're not going to drag this out. Dishonor creates, what's the first one over here? Destruction. Say destruction. destruction. In Malachi 2, God says that if he sees dishonor, he'd curse your blessings, which means he'd have to destroy what he gave you. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. Because God says, I gave that to you. I'm going to need that back. But I love her. I'm going to need it back. But I love that house. I'm going to need that back. But I love this car. I'm going to need that back. Why? You got it and then you dishonored me. I know this is a, but this is a set free type message though, right? Because some of y'all are going to stop talking about the devil. I'm going to go back to the devil's camp and take back everything. He ain't stole as much as you gave him. <laughs> you had a garage sale and everything was marked free. But tonight, but tonight, it's on a magna doodle because since you and I are still breathing, I'm going to need you to be a good class. I'm going to need you to be a good class. Somebody say, I'm still breathing. So destruction ends tonight. Say it. So destruction ends tonight. Some of you have been in dry places where you're just going through the motions of life. I'm just struggling. I'm just tired. I'm just this. I'm just you you wake up stressed. You wake up mad. You wake up angry. You you're telling God, God, I know there's more to my life than this. And God says, but I cannot let you into that until you use the key. And it's on a magnitude so that every place you were dry tonight, that's gone. Somebody say, every place I was dry, that ends tonight. Some of you, you've been in delay. You've been like, God, what's taking so long? He's like, I've been asking you the same question. What the problem is? 
And can I tell you, there's stuff, I said, God, look, what's up? He said, son, why does thou ask of me this? <laughs> he said, son, it doesn't take me that long. Question is, are you the man ready for that? Are you still letting the inconsistencies of other people delay you? But tonight, delay is over tonight. Delay is over tonight. Y'all don't even know when to shout because you're like, I don't, I don't feel it. You ain't got to feel nothing. It's real whether you feel it or not. And this last one, and I'm done. Sometimes we think the nicer the key. You know when you get your nice new car, you get that nice, it ain't even a key. Black rectangle. Say, this is this the key. I got the key. <laughs> With the holy key, got the key. God is like, yeah. The door is big, but the key's small. Check that, y'all. God is like, you keep talking about all this big stuff. He said, but I'm gonna need you to check them little spot foxes to spoil the vine. So watch what God's doing tonight. He says, that's good. I'm proud of you. Good job. Touch him and say, good job. But the key you need, I'm going to put in your hand. And that key's going to open the door for you. Somebody say, every door of opportunity open for me. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, 
I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.